It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Day and drop. Six on six at a time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Just double check it. Yeah, Thursday. Okay. No, I do that now and then. I just double. Do you ever do that? And you go, okay, today's Thursday, and you go check the calendar just to make sure it's Thursday, right? Yeah, okay. I do that with the time every so often, too. I wake up. I'm getting ready to go to work, and I stop and look at the clock. You sure it's okay to get up now? Or should I try to get an extra hour of sleep or so? Well, it's Thursday. We're coming up on 6.07 now, so you're good, right? Okay. So uh, <clears throat> this morning, I like every so often starting a morning show with something that just makes you feel a whole lot better. I got something. Hang on. Today's show was sponsored by Pretzel Flavored Mustard. Why eat the pretzel when you can just eat the mustard? I pictured just opening packs of mustard and just squirting them. You know, and, and yeah, downing the mustard. I, or, or maybe just a, a big container of mustard, like pop off the cap and just, you know, why bother even to be nice about it? Just go ahead and make a big mess. Anyway, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. It's nice to see now and then when somebody on the other side of the argument has sort of a wake-up moment. When they realize what we've been saying all along. Here's what I mean. You know Dean Phillips is? Yeah, of course not. Representative Dean Phillips of... Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District and current Democrat candidate for president. Did you know that? Yeah, I mentioned there were two other people trying to primary Joe Biden. And you've never heard of them. And you're not really going to. Because all the Democrats are going to circle the wagons around their current guy. And it doesn't mean if he... It doesn't matter to them at all if they should be president or not. That does, Biden needs to go... And Democrats know this. But no, no, no. They will defend their guy no matter what. People tend to do that in politics. Okay, well, Phillips, the story says, has never been what you would call a real typical progressive. He's pretty standard liberal in the old school of Congress, back when we actually didn't mind Democrats so much, not like today's Democrats, which is why another reason, because he's not really an extremist, that's another reason he'll never get any attention and get elected. Phillips entered the race for president for a simple reason. He thinks Biden will lose the race. He is too old, too unpopular, he said. And I believe that if Phillips says that, I, I do believe that yeah, that's why he entered the race. I've never seen a reason why Phillips should lie. <laughs> 
about anything, really. I, so in this case, I absolutely believe that that's just why he entered the race. Now let's see if I can go ahead to Twitter to pull this up here. So he, Phillips was at a, yeah, here we go. He was at a, a rally of his own. And he noticed that there were a bunch of MAGA hats across the street. And it was Donald Trump holding a rally across the street. So here he is being interviewed on CNN. Now, he's not supposed to say this. I'm surprised CNN interviewed him at all. I mean, he's running against Joe Biden, right? But they decide to interview the guy. Okay. Here's what he said, what this Democrat running for president against Biden said about the MAGA rally. We have a crisis of participation. And I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. We have a crisis oh, okay. of participation. I'm, I'm let that play I again. Well, I'm, no, to... I'm actually letting it roll again because you've got to hear that last line. He ends up by saying in the end, my party is completely delusional right now. The only correction I would make is, what do you mean right now? A Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly, all of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. Okay, my party is completely delusional right now. It's good to see that, and he's not the only one who thinks so. Remember a while back there was the uh, hashtag walkaway movement, which did some, not enough damage, but did some damage to the Democrat Party. And what that was, Democrats, who are more moderate Democrats, and nowhere near the extremists that's running the party right now. And they just couldn't take it anymore. So again, they're not going to put on a red hat and start voting for Trump, but they just don't like the direction that the Republican Party is going right now. So... They started this hashtag walk away movement, and there were those who just said, that's enough. And they started voting independent. They started looking for something else because they just can't go with the current direction of the Democrat Party. So to see a candidate who, again, he's not going to win, he's unknown, he's not extreme enough. In fact, here again, that's one of those moderate Republicans where he realizes My own party is quite delusional right now. I would like to have a conversation with him, just so you know, uh, so I know. Please tell me. Delusional about what specifically? Because we can go through a whole list of things if you want to talk delusional about whatever. But it was good to see, though, and this is not the first time I've heard this from somebody on the other side. So here's a Democrat candidate for president. Just going over, just I'm just going to walk over and I'm going to meet these MAGA hat Republicans. Because you hear what Trump does. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Biden does. Biden makes MAGA hat Republicans all out to be extremists, every single one of them. So this guy just decides, well, what if I just walk over and have a conversation with him? 
And he finds them to be very cordial, very nice, very reasonable, just reasonable people, good people, who are just frustrated because nobody's listening to them. Every time they open up their mouths and say something, you're treated as they're a bunch of whacked out extremists, which if you listen to what they actually have to say, you realize that they're not. In fact, let's go back to something. If I still, I don't think I've tossed this yet. It was something I played yesterday. Here it is from Margaret Thatcher. So this goes back a ways. But we're still essentially saying the same thing, aren't we? You want to keep more of the money you earn. I'm afraid that's very selfish. We shall want to tax that away. You want to own shares in your firm? We can't have that. The state has to own your firm. You want to choose where to send your children to school? That's very divisive. (laughs) You'll send your child where we tell you. Mr. President, the trouble with Labour is that they're just not at home with freedom. Socialists don't like ordinary people choosing. Well, they might not choose socialism. Yeah, well, okay. Margaret Thatcher all those years ago, and the same is true today. It'd be interesting, really, to get a bunch of uh, Republicans, not the hardcore extremist Democrats, just basic Democrats, right, and get a bunch of basic Republicans together and just let them sit down and have a normal conversation without all the rhetoric. And I think the two sides would find out they're very shocked to to realize what the other side is like. Because here again, every time, every single time Joe Biden or any Democrat talks about a Republican, they always have to talk about them as if they're some kind of Nazi extremist. And I do see Republicans who do the same thing with Democrats. Now again, there are the extremists out there who deserve that treatment. But what about those who don't? When you're dead, you don't know that you're dead. But it's, it's really difficult for others. It's kind of the same like when you're stupid. Serious takes on local politics or something like that. Tune in weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 623 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, I'm getting comments on what I was just talking about. If you're just joining me. There's a Democrat running for president against Biden, and no, you've never heard of him before because, well, you're not going to. He's a Democrat running against Biden, so Democrats are going to circle the wagons around Biden, and nobody else is allowed in. He's no way you're ever going to even really hear from him. But he just said that, hey, he saw he was holding an event that pretty much nobody attended, and it was a Trump rally going on across the street, and he saw all these people waiting in line out in the cold to see Trump, and he walked over there and talked to him curious what are these people really like and he said they were smart they were really uh, nice to talk to I mean cordial and they're very frustrated that nobody listens to them except Trump and that that's why they're in line and as he continued making comments he said and my party's really delusional right now all right Dan and Cheyenne morning Dan Phillips is delusional about what his party is about yeah I I I think maybe he is to an extent because he's one of those who's gotten frustrated how far left his party has gone. I mean, remember, if you went back to the time of JFK, that was Democrats at the time. JFK could not be a Democrat today. He's not extreme enough. 
Heidi John in Grand Canyon. Morning, Glenn. The 24-hour news cycle only wants the bomb throwers. The common sense middle is ignored on both sides. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. Oh, of course. In fact, I remember that at a one of the first Tea Party rallies. And I'm glad to say this reporter got in trouble. One of the first Tea Party rallies there was, and they were just holding up signs wanting to not borrow a trillion dollars from the loan sharks in China and add it to the national debt. And because of that, they were labeled extremists. And so a CNN reporter showed up at a rally and immediately went looking for the nutballs, because there's always a nutball or two. And that's who she focused on on live television until the rest of the Tea Party crowd, which was a pretty good group of people, got in her face and started to say, excuse me, um, those couple of weirdos over here has nothing to do with what we're about. Look at all these people over here who are making a really normal, simple statement. Don't spend us into oblivion and quit adding so much to the national debt. That's all we're saying. Because you're not talking to us. You found the one or two nutballs and you went and focused on them. And because she was raked over the calls by so many people, she actually, gives some credit to CNN, got in some trouble over that. Well, what about everybody else in the crowd? I don't know if she would have gotten in trouble for that today, but she did back then anyway. But yeah, if it, le- if it bleeds, it leads. They'll look for the extremists because that's what gets the attention. Carol and Casper, morning, Carol. Uh, I'll take a look at that. I uh, She's talking about uh, Arctic zombies uh, being released by uh, permafrost, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Avocado and Laramie, have you heard about this guy, Vernon Supreme? Uh, Vermin Supreme. Yeah, okay. Vermin Supreme, I admire. He runs every single presidential election. Avocado, is he running again this year? This is the guy who puts a big rubber boot on his head and just runs as insane. Basically, he runs on uh, basically what's the insanity ticket. And he says the most absurd things he can possibly think to say. And why the hell not? I mean, if if crazy people are going to run for president, then he's just going to be as crazy as he can possibly get. As outlandish as he can possibly be. And it's really funny to watch. And he actually manages to get himself into some debates now and then. He gets enough support from people who just love him. They don't actually want to vote for him for any real office, though, that he'll get into some debates and there's nothing that either party can do about it. He's a load of fun to watch because he parodies everything that's wrong with your typical politician today. He, but, and again, he dresses, he's got this big, long gray beard. He dresses eccentric and for a hat, he puts a huge rubber, long rubber boot, like a knee-high boot. He puts it on his head as a hat. And it basically runs on the idea of the destruction of Earth and things like this. So he's a hoot to to watch. But I think we do actually need more people like that. And I wish the press would give more attention, not so they could really win political office, but just to illustrate the absurdity of the whole thing. Man, I would love that. Okay. I have um, coming. I don't know if... Governor Gordon's involved in this or not. But I do have a story coming up for you next. Maintain consumer choice. GOP governors want to stop Biden's EV mandate. I'll take a look at that coming up right after we got local news. Update on your weather forecast. 
Then you and I get back into it. Phone number is 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. With your weather forecast for the next week, Don Day ought to just take a week off. Because, again, all this weather happening around us, but right here where we are, we're in sort of a bubble of niceness for a while, which isn't going to last. He'll explain that in his extended forecast at 645. It's Wake Up Wyoming. off that tin hat you'll need it for this one wake up wyoming with glenn woods available on demand on the wake up wyoming app Six thirty-six at the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. It's a Thursday. I can see the weekend from here. Okay, so here's the headline for you: Maintain customer choice, which I'm always a big advocate of. Being a true capitalist, not the kind of person who wants the government to direct capitalism, which is non-capitalism, but true choice. GOP governors want Biden to stop his EV mandate. A group of Republican governors calling on President Joe Biden to halt his electric vehicle mandate proposal, which, of course, isn't going to do anything. They have to make the statement, but Biden will keep doing it. In a letter to the president, governors said they aren't opposed to electric vehicles. I mean, I'm not even opposed to electric vehicles. You want to buy one, do it. I've only asked a couple of things. First off, no subsidies, none. It's all on your own money. No government subsidies, no tax breaks. I mean, gas-powered cars, don't get them. The other thing is don't lie about it. They're not clean. They're not green. They're not sustainable. They're not affordable. They're not reliable. And there's definitely, they're definitely not zero emissions. All right. So anyway, but uh, they don't like the overreaching federal government mandates that penalize retailers and do not reflect the will of the consumer in the U.S. Quote, <clears throat> Even with deep price cuts, manufacturer incentives, and generous government funding, federal mandates on electric vehicles are unrealistic, the governors wrote. The administration has taken steps in recent months to build more charging stations. I mean, even here in Wyoming. But lack of infrastructure is an issue for the governors. They add in the letter that there's concern about grid capacity and reliability. Thousands of car dealerships have signed a letter asking Biden administration to tap the brakes on the EV mandate proposal. Quote, there are a number of reasons why customers are leaving these cars on dealership lots. The cost of the infrastructure required, the batteries, uh, constant requirements are unattainable for today's car buyer. The government letter, the letter to the governor said... Uh, even if customers determine over time that their battery electric vehicles are appealing, the reality is the lack of strong domestic marketplace makes electric vehicles, well, just unrealistic for America. Republicans who signed the letter, and let's see here. Oh, yeah, okay. Governor Mark Gordon was among them. 
just so you know. Now, in this case, if you're kind of wondering, why would Gordon, because, uh, you know, Gordon tends to be on the other side of a lot of this. I think Gordon would have signed that letter because it has to do with government mandating things. As, as much as Governor Gordon is all about carbon sequestration, things like this, and he is a member, I know he'll disagree with me for saying this, but he's a member of the cult of climate change. As I've said before, there's no climate crisis going on here, but he's a member of the cult of climate change. So why would he sign such a letter? Because he still likes the idea of a, well, I'll say free-ish market. If Gordon really wanted a free market, if he really wanted that, then he would never get involved in things like government sponsoring carbon sequestration. And he would never say we need an all-of-the-above approach to energy. He would have a purely capitalist approach to energy. You get the idea. But he doesn't like the idea of the way currently the president is pushing on electric vehicles. And even the fact that some states and some cities try banning the sale of the internal combustion engine by a certain time, which is actually not possible. I like the fact that they, you know, it's funny to me that they've tried banning the internal combustion engine, but realistically speaking, that's not going to stand. It's just, it's not going to. They can try it, but it won't happen, especially in California. Even California already is trying to find ways to backtrack. Well, there's not going to be any internal combustion engines for sale in California by, was it 2035, I think they said? Then they backtracked a little bit. Well, uh, new internal, you can sell the old internal combustion engines, but not the new ones. And even then, they're backtracking a little bit more on that. So it's not possible to do it, really. So we'll, we'll see what happens over time. I know that the letter to the president on this is just a letter to the president. It doesn't mean, it makes a statement, which is fine. But we know it will absolutely do nothing to change this president's mind or the minds of anyone who's around this president. They're just not going to care. They're absolutely not going to care at the administrative level. And the bureaucrats are going to care. And they're just going to keep on pushing on this. The only thing we can do to change it, and it is changeable, and that would be, well, for one thing, to have a new president. That's nothing like this current president. Let's see. Uh, IED John, Granite Canyon Glen at the Thomas Edison Museum. There's an early model of a battery-powered car. They have been working on this for over 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, they have been for a very long time. And still they try. Look, the the electric engine does have some advantages, but they have a lot of problems they still need to fix before it's a viable form of transportation. Welcome to Woke Radio W-O-K. Let's look at today's calendar and see what we're offended by. Or you can go outside and play by ear. Just make sure everybody feels as miserable as you. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 648 is the time. Wake up Wyoming off to the icebox we go where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank, in all of your travels, have you ever just made a wrong turn and thought, this just really doesn't look right? Uh, yes. Okay. Now, sometimes it might be because you made a wrong turn, but what about when the road just looks a little funny? Like... Okay. Let's let's say... Uh, you know, it's like when 
Let's see. The snow is sort of melting, and the road gets all steamy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, li- I like that. It's kind of It, it is kinda cool, kind of yeah. neat. Yeah, 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 okay. Until you think it's a parking lot, but it's actually a hot spring. Ah, well, that's not good. No, okay. So there's a guy so, in... So, so the, the, the steam is coming out. Yes. Of, and it, he just... It looks black. Yeah. This is in Thermopolis. Okay. Right? So obviously, <laughs> I, it looks black. The whole thing looks black to him. And steam is rising. Okay. It looks like a parking lot. Okay. So he goes to park there. And literally finds himself in hot water, pun intended. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, let see. He damaged some man-made rock wall that was in the area. That might have been his first clue that, uh, whoops, what did whoa, I just whoa, do whoa, here? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, police are saying there was no alcohol or drugs involved. And basically, the guy was really embarrassed about the whole thing. But when you know, he explained it to the police, the police just sort of stepped back and took a look at it and go, you know, come to think of it, we can see why you thought that. Hmm. So they're going to have to put up, I guess, maybe... I mean, of course, this has never happened before, but maybe they want to put something up there so when it does get like this, it's not going to fool somebody. A sign. Yeah. Which Let's you see. always complain about, signs. A group... We need another sign. A group posted a, a photo in the area as a joke. Please tell the driver of the vehicle that he's going to get a $1 billion fine. Oh. No, not. Nah, that's just no, no, a joke from local residents over there for doing something like that. But I can I can see it. There's been a couple of times where I can say winter has fooled me. Mm-hmm. I never wound up in that situation, but that's something you want to avoid. Women's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowgirls managed to survive Air Force and Laramie last night, 66-63 to get to 6-1 and one in Mountain West play, 11-7 and seven overall. Douglas High School grad Allison Furtig with 21 points. She was 10-11 of 11 from the field. UW also productive from the free throw line, going 19-22. It wasn't an easy game for the Cowgirls, especially down the stretch, so give them some credit for showing some resolve. And next up for the UW ladies, a road game at Fresno State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host number 20 for Colorado State in another edition of the Border War on Saturday at 2 p.m. in Larry. The Pokes were soundly beaten by San Diego State on the road back on Tuesday to drop them the 3-3 three and three in Mountain West play, 10-9 and nine overall. And the Cowboys really need to tighten the screws on defense. They allow 74 points a game, which is last in the league. They allow teams to shoot 45% from the floor, which is 10th out of 11 teams. They're last in the league in steals, and they're 280 turnovers on offense, the most in the league. CSU at home, that's going to be a tough, tough game. And then after that, that Saturday game, they'll be the Pokes. The Pokes will be on uh, on the road on Tuesday at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Our WildPreps.com athletes of the week have been announced for the boys. Natrona track athlete Caden Lee is our winner. He cle- he cleared six ten in the high jump at the Gillette Indoor Meet over the weekend. That six ten mark did exceed the existing state indoor record, but state records can only be broken at state meets. He also won the uh, the triple jump at that meet, going thirty nine feet seven inches. On the girls' side, the athlete of the week is Pinedale Rushton. Kinsey Mortensen, who took first place at the Lander Tournament over the weekend at 100 pounds. She's also the defending state champion at that weight. Nominations for the next Athlete of the Week award will begin on Friday at 5 p.m. and go through Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or use the Wild Preps app to get started. Our latest wildpreps.com basketball poll is out in four. Cheyenne Central still number one, Laramie two, Natrona three, Cheyenne East four, Sheridan five. In three, A. Powell now number one, followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingle still number one in two A. Tongue River second, Wyoming Indian third, 
right four and Bighorn five. Upton remains number one in one A, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, and Little Snake River. Girls side and Cheyenne East over number one in four A. Cody second, Campbell County third, Sheridan fourth, Laramie fifth. Douglas remains number one in three A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. Tongue River still numero uno in two A with Wyoming Indian second, Sundance third, Lingle fourth, and Rocky Mountain fifth. And in one A, Cokeville one, Upton two, Southeast three, Little Snake River four, and Burlington number five. And that's it in sports. I just see there's an ad in front of me, Frank. Senior internet for ten dollars a month. And I'm thinking, what does internet for senior citizens look like? Maybe the print is bigger. Yeah, it's got to be huge, huge icons. It's yeah. okay if it's slow. So are the people. Yeah, 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 using yeah. yeah, yeah. It. Gonna have to use a bunch of old terminology there too. Click here. Yeah, click for here. this. You know, big arrows. Yeah, stuff big like arrows that. with a blink yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Okay. I hate to tell you this, Frank. Yeah. Um, we're seniors too at yeah. this point. Is it sponsored so, by Geritol? Uh, you know, it should be. It should be. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local. That's what it says right here. Senior internet for just ten dollars a month. And I'm just sitting here trying to picture what exactly does that look like. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Weather's going to actually be pretty nice. Around our region, no. But in our region here, we, for the most part, have some really good weather for another few days. Don Day will be on 745 to explain it, but then at some point, the dam bursts, and it's not going to be nice anymore. Again, 745, he'll explain all of that. Now, sometimes... People try with the best of intentions to fix something that they think is broken, and they end up breaking it even more. You're going to love this next one. Today's show is sponsored by Pretzel Flavored Mustard. Why eat the pretzel when you can just eat the mustard? Then I just picture popping open the container of mustard and just having at it. I mean, just go ahead and make a mess of it. Don't even bother with paper towels. Take a shower after. Okay, so... They banned, here's the headline for you. They banned plastic bags and increased plastic bag usage by 300%. What? Now, I can go through a lot of, the first time I ever noticed something like this. I'll get to the plastic bag thing in just a minute. First time I ever noticed it was many years ago when they first invented the ATM. The automatic teller machine for your bank. I distinctly remember, because there were commercials for for my bank. They were running commercials for it. They called it the magic machine. Then one day I showed up to my bank to draw some money out. And as I approached, and I'm used to going to the counter, there was this gorgeous young college girl standing there. And since it was called the magic machine, she was dressed up like a lady magician. That means she had the uh, the long tail coat on and the top hat, you know, a little tuxedo look. And she had the cane with it, almost like a wand cane thing. And, of course, she was wearing uh, not pants, but more like this uh, stocking things with high heels, you know, so showing her great legs. And so I stood there and let her. She asked, can I demonstrate the magic machine for you? That was her job that day. 
get people to try using the ATM. She would demonstrate how it works. They were brand new back then. I let her demonstrate the ATM machine. I don't remember a damn thing she said. And so, you know, I didn't get her phone number either. But I tried. Damn it. Anyway, when ATMs first came out, they started with fees on them. And the fees started getting higher and higher. So Congress gets involved. This is way too much. Congress needs to take action to get a hold of and arrest these high fees for ATMs. And, of course, in doing so, the fees for ATMs went even higher. I remember when cable TV was just really getting started, right? And they were worried, of course, in Congress, uh, complaints about cable TV prices, and Congress has to do something. So Congress goes to take action to arrest cable TV prices and get them to someplace reasonable. And the result was cable TV prices went up. Same thing has happened with health care. Same thing has happened with energy. They keep telling you your electricity rates are going to go down. By golly, we're going to get that wind and solar going. And it's going to get cheaper. than, And the price keeps going up and up. You see how this goes. Automobiles, food, everything they try to fix. Okay, so here's this story. It says, have you heard of the law of unattended consequences? Well, of course you have. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said of people who support environmental activism and politicians whose business model seems to be complain about the problem, then make it much worse. It's a good business model if your goal is to acquire money and power, says this author. Useful idiots will contribute to your nonprofits in your campaign and you will get out the vote because that's what it's all about keeping them in power so of course if the goal is to achieve what you claim you want unintended consequences will come as a surprise new joysy plastic band bag uh i said that backwards new joysy plastic bag band backfires from steve malloy from junk science Follow New Jersey's ban on single-use bags. Now, let me stop them right there. These are not single-use bags. You hear me saying that over and over again. In fact, I came home from the store yesterday with a little plastic bag. had a couple of oranges in it. And I used that plastic bag to line the garbage pail in my bathroom. So... The shift from plastic to alternative bags resulted in nearly three times increase in plastic bag consumption. Yeah, so how in the world? Well, okay, spiked by nearly three times following the state's implementation of strict bans on, on those plastic shopping bags. The study says following New Jersey's ban, again, single-use bags. No, they're not. The shift from plastic to alternative bags resulted in nearly a three times increase. I'm looking for why. New Jersey implemented a ban on those bags in 2022, the strictest ban on bags in the nation at the time, billing it as an effort to cut back on plastic bag usage that are piling up in landfills. Okay. I'm still looking for why. Uh, let me see. So the ban took effect May 2022, forbidding large retail groceries and food services from providing those bags to consumers. Instead, shoppers may purchase reusable bags made of woven and non-woven 
plastics uh, that can bring their previously, well, they can bring it back to the store again and again. Didn't take long, however, until shoppers started airing their grievances at local media about the reusable bags they were stacking up in their homes due to repeatedly purchasing reusable bags in the grocery store or due to home grocery delivery services using reusable bags. So hold on a second now. Hold on. Okay, I get it now. Now I see it. The reusable bags, as they say it, they're both reusable, but you know what I'm talking about. Those big bags that you can carry into the grocery store, and they're, they're much bigger. They're about the big as the old paper bags used to be, but they have handles on them. They're made from plastics. And people kept stocking up on those, which are bigger. One person said, I keep them in the basement. I have another bag by the door in case I go to the farmer's market. Most of them are brand new, even have the tags on them. I use them once. I don't throw them out. And what happens is the people will go to the store and then forgot. They forget that they brought or they they were supposed to bring the bags with them. And so now that they're at the store, they buy more of those bags. The author says, I have a few reusable bags that I acquire somehow. Never use them either. Oh, God. They're inconvenient. They're disgusting. I, you know, actually, I did one time, not for the reasons you might think, so don't, don't be disappointed in me. I tried using those big bags with the handles on them as they were usable bags. And the reason why is because it's just me, and I'm not really, you know, doing that much. I can just reuse one bag over and over. It might be convenient, right? Those things got really unhealthy fast. I'll tell you why in just a minute. 911, what's your emergency? I'm looking at a UFO in the woods. All right. Um, where are you? I'm behind uh, the lumber yard on 26. There's this huge orb of purple light. Okay, stay where you are. We're going to send someone to check it out. <gasps> what if I am to be our planet's ambassador? Just stay put. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Okay, I'm going I'm to put you on speaker. What are you doing? Drip it down. No, no, sir. Please put your clothes back on and wait for the patrol car. Uh, this is my moment. I'm getting in that thing. You just keep recording this for science. Sir. Welcome over, Lords. I am Steven. Oh, no. What's the matter? Uh, I've intruded on a fancy party. Mm-hmm. And what about the orb? It's a disco ball. And you're naked? Yep. Hey, the mayor's here. Looking good, mayor. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for all the help I'm getting on this. So if you're just joining me, this story does not surprise me at all. I had to read into it a little bit to finally get to why this was a problem, what was happening. If you're just joining me, here's the gist of it. So there's a town in New Jersey that decided to ban plastic grocery bags. Now, I have to correct the story because all throughout this story, it keeps saying single-use bags. Never let the left have that narrative on anything. Right. This is a great example of single-use plastic bags. They're not single-use. 
And we've had this discussion, you and I, in this program many times before. I use those plastic bags for all sorts of things. I never just throw them away. I use them for all sorts of things. So they're not single-use plastic bags. Let me see. It was Jones in Gillette. Morning, Jones. When California got rid of plastic bags, homeless started to poop in the streets instead of using the bags like they used to. <laughs> uh, Kathleen and Casper, everything you buy at the store comes in a plastic bag, bread, etc., stuff like that. Yeah. Plastic bottles and so on. But okay, no, those plastic bags are not single-use. People use them again and again for all sorts of things. So, okay. Here's what happened. The town said no more of these plastic bags. Instead, the grocery stores will either sell or hand out those much bigger bags, you know, the kind with the handle. Now, I described it earlier as it's like the old paper bags we used to get, but they're made out of a plastic material themselves. It, it looks like it's a woven material, like it's cloth, but it's actually a plastic, and they have handles on it. Now, I did try one of those once. Because I'm single. I'm just going to the grocery store myself. I'm just getting a few things. Might as well just go ahead and reuse that bag. And I found immediately that I started to get mold and mildew in the bag, in the weave. And then I read an article that a lot of people have been getting rid of those things because it can make people sick because it just gets really disgusting and you can't throw them in the laundry. But that's not really the problem that happened in this New Jersey town where usage of plastic bags went up 300%. Because remember, those bags that they're giving you to replace the older plastic bags, the bigger ones with the handles, big handles on them, are also made out of plastic. And people kept forgetting to take them to the grocery store. Every time you go grocery shopping, you're supposed to bring that with you and use it again. And people kept forgetting to do that, so they would take more bags home. Now they got piles and piles and stacks and stacks of these big bags. And those big bags use a lot more plastic than the smaller bags. A lot more. So that means they're using 300 times more plastic than they were before. Now, the story says, leading a charge against plastic bags is an easy way to get uh, liberals all hot and bothered. Hey, you in Cheyenne, you've been through this. I think Laramie, too. Environmental groups can get donations to fight for Mother Earth, etc., etc. Of course, customers and Mother Earth both lose. They don't really care. If, it, if unintended consequences, if it goes this way, then, then what? When you show them that wind and solar power is actually having a negative effect, not a positive effect, do they change their mind? The story says the ban took effect banning in May 2022 large retail groceries and food store uh, from providing those smaller plastic bags that you're used to. Instead, shoppers purchase those what they call reusable bags made from woven uh, pyopropylene plastic or can bring their previously purchased bags to the store. It didn't take long, however, until shoppers started airing their grievances to local media about those bags that they were stocking up in their homes due to repeatedly purchasing those bags at the grocery store. Because, again, they show up at the grocery store. Whoops, I forgot my bag. Guess I'll have to buy another one. One woman said, I keep them in the basement. They're stacking up. The writer of this article says, I have a few of those bags I acquired somehow and never used them. They're inconvenient. 
They get disgusting quickly. Food poisoning happens if you don't wash them. And the only people who use them regularly were using them before anyway. I don't. Rem- I never remember, he says, to bring them to the store. And they don't give bags away. I wind up picking up some of their extra ones from the recycle area or buying some there, he says. Instead of having the intended beneficial impact on the environment, those new bags have been, well, they've actually backfired. Data reported in a study shows the plastic consumption in the state has nearly tripled as New Jerseyans previously consumed 53 million pounds of plastic bags before the ban. Now they're consuming 151 million pounds in doing it this new way. So those new bags have also resulted in windfall profits for retailers because they keep selling them over and over and over again. So the retailers, they don't want to go back to the old bags because those old bags, they gave them away. This, people keep buying new ones because they keep forgetting them. Kathleen and Casper, paper bags should be brought back. Bill Gates is cutting down millions of trees and burying them. Yeah, I do know about that. Bill Gates believes that when a tree dies, it releases its CO2 back into the atmosphere, so we need to bury trees. Plus, if you have a cat, you know the joy of coming home with groceries in a paper bag. Back the last time I had a cat, I used to intentionally bring home my groceries in paper bags. Because as soon as I came in the door, and it's just me and the cat, so I don't have a lot of paper bags, right? Not like you folks who have families. I might have two bags. And my cat just loved it when he heard me coming through the door with that crinkling sound of bags. And I would toss the paper bag high into the air, and when it hit the floor, it's a cat trap. The cat goes running into it, slam. And I would pick him up, and he's all happy and plain. Then I would put him down and throw the next paper bag up in the air. Cats love those. They really do. Okay. So for all of those people out, we've been through this before. Again, most recently it was in Casper, Wyoming. I'm sorry, Cheyenne, Wyoming, most recently, that somebody stepped up and tried to once again ban what they call those one-time use bags, which they're not. And here are the unintended consequences of it. Those bigger bags that they call reusable are also made out of plastics. You see here in the story from New Jersey, people end up buying more of them. The only thing that's good is the grocery store loves it because they get to sell a lot of those bags. Which means people are throwing away far more plastic than they were throwing away before. Because eventually those things do get moldy, those woven plastic bags. They do get moldy and disgusting. They can cause food poisoning for your fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. And so people just throw them out. And so now... When you go to the landfill, there's more plastic in there than ever before. 300 times more for this New Jersey town than it was before. So if it doesn't work, then go back to what you were doing before. I mean, you may not have liked what you were doing before, but it was better than what you're doing now. So just admit that this you had the best of intentions, but this was a mistake, okay? 728's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. We're rolling into news time. So local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Got another segment, then Don Day joins me for day weather. So the short story is really enjoy some nice weather for about a week here. 
and then it just all turns on us. How exactly it turns, don't know, but it's not good. I know that. Don Day will explain. 745, Wake Up Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's Wake Up Wyoming. So a couple of th- I'm going to answer a couple of people. Then I'll get on to the next topic here. So first off, there's Kathleen and Casper. Paper bags, we're talking grocery stores, should be brought back. Bill Gates is cutting down millions of trees and burying them, you know, to stop CO2. Not because trees take in CO2 and make oxygen. Now, and here's, here's what Bill Gates wants to do. Bill Gates admits that, yes, uh, trees will suck in CO2. In fact, more CO2 in the atmosphere is actually greening the planet. It's a good thing. The planet is far greener now because there's more CO2. And most of the CO2, even though humans have contributed to more CO2, more CO2 actually doesn't even come from us. It's happening naturally, which is a good thing. But Bill Gates doesn't like CO2. He thinks it's a pollutant. He thinks we're in some kind of a climate crisis. And so when a tree dies and starts to rot, all of the CO2 it collected begins to leak back into the atmosphere. So Bill Gates wants trees buried for that reason. Cody's in Carpenter. Hello, Cody. Hey, Glenn. I, I am just tickled pink that, that I finally have some common ground with, with, with the left. Okay. You know, every, every, sub, every subject ever, you know, mm-hmm. just polar opposites till now. Right. But I hate plastic grocery sacks with a passion. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're miserable, stupid things that fall apart going across a parking lot and whatever yeah. else. But the single biggest reason I hate them is they litter like you wouldn't believe. You know, there, there's pastures next to Cheyenne, the south and east side, that people cannot use because the, the plastic bags blow out there. Yeah. And for whatever reason, cattle love to eat them. And they oh. get about four or five of them in their belly, and they tie up their tie up their rumen, and then they die. So is paper better? It, Oh, much much better. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the paper dissolves, and yeah. you know, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing for that. So, as far as the environmental concern, everybody keeps talking about oil and that side of it. Really, it's me. The environmental concern is on the other side, as far as you trying to keep them out of our our sagebrush and our grass, and and you know, it's just it, they're just miserable trying to keep yeah. a hold of them. You know, another thing that I noticed was just as bad when we were in 2020 during the whole peak of the COVID thing face masks were blowing all over the landscape. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. it was really I, bad. I try, yeah. Really bad. I should try to get you a picture of on the south, uh, south of Cheyenne out there. The Lazy D Grazing Association has a half section of land that they don't, they cannot use because they okay. put cattle out there, they just die, and You're they right. cannot keep the, the, the bags picked up out there. Is that near where the landfill is? No, no, okay. no. It's south, south, south out of that. off Highway 85. Okay. The yeah, reason I asked that. Of the, well, the reason I asked that was I was in the Campbell County area and I was just driving some back roads and exploring, and I came across just plastic bags blowing everywhere. And I turned the corner and there's the county landfill. It was all coming out yeah. of there. Yeah, it's hard, it, it's it's hard for them too. You know, and in, in defense of those you know, people 
get to pointing fingers at the folks that live in those neighborhoods. But you know, in Wyoming, when the wind's blowing forty, fifty mile an hour, I mean, you just, you just, it's just so hard to to keep a hold of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. then you know, one out of ten people lets one go on accident, and you know, if there's a thousand people there, suddenly mm-hmm. there's a hundred bags ended up out there. It's 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 a real problem. Okay. But anyway, I, I, I mostly I'm just pleased to have something that next time I get cornered, you know, in an airplane next to a leftist, him and I can have something positive that we can have. <laughs> okay, about. that's driving crazy. All right, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Cody's out there in Carpenter. Al in Hillsboro. CO2 is made by fungus and bacteria mostly in the soil. So if they bury trees or they just lay on the ground and rot, they become CH4 and CO2. In large landfills, they try to capture CH4. Okay, I didn't know that, but I do know that. Again, Bill Gates is all worried about we got. He's not trying to bury currently alive trees. He's talking dead trees, whether they're dead standing or laying down. Got to bury them under the ground because don't want that CO2 getting back into there as if it were some kind of a pollutant, which again, it's not. It's beneficial, but all right. For those wondering how this conversation got started, just a few minutes ago, I read a story about uh, plastic bags. A New Jersey town banned those plastic little grocery bags you're used to and told everybody, you're going to have to buy the bigger handled reusable ones. That's what we're going to do because it's going to be better for the environment. And everybody keeps forgetting to bring them to the grocery store. And they keep ending up with new of those bigger usable ones. And the landfills are now filling up with them. And the amount of plastic in the landfill has increased by over 300%. So you see, once again, unintended consequences. They really met well. In the last 11 years, 115 people died of weightlifting accidents in a gym. And that same 11 years, only one person died of eating a donut. Make good choices, people. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So, Don, after taking a look at your podcast from earlier this morning, I'm thinking if you want to take the rest of the week off and not come back until the weather starts getting crappy, we'll understand. Yeah, you really aren't going to need any significant weather advice once we get past today. That's for sure. Yeah, right. In fact, I would like to uh, thank you for programming in a really nice weekend while people around us are still involved in what this thing, what was that called? Uh, Winter. Yes. So occasionally stars line up and we have a decent weekend. So yeah. just remember when we have a lousy weekend that we had a good one. That's right. People's yeah. memories are very short. They, they, oh, they will be. Oh, you're going to really hear it when this finally hits. Okay. So we are caught in a bubble again, but that doesn't mean that the corners of Wyoming, like southern and western sides, aren't going to get some. We're getting a little bit of snow right now. As you get over towards Evanston up to Jackson Hole, uh, into the Star Valley, Kemmer, Cokeville areas. Uh, a Pacific front is going to bring snow to those areas today. And as the front heads east, it'll produce some snow showers in those western counties along the Interstate 80 corridor. We might end up with a couple of snow showers out on the plains, but this is system is just losing its mojo. Every mile it goes east, it gets chewed up by all the mountain ranges between here and the west coast. 
So it, it won't have much left once it gets on the other side of the divide. Okay. And then as that system moves away, high pressure comes in behind. I do think this is really interesting. If you wanted to take a uh, plane flight from Japan to California right about now, it, you would get there in record time. Yeah, starting you know this later this week, this weekend, and into next week, we're going to have this very strong jet stream go west to east across the Pacific. And it's hard for jet stream winds to go on a straight line for too long before they start to curve. But for at least a little while, uh, you're going to have a good tailwind. Now, if you're going San Francisco to Tokyo, yeah, you're, you're going to be burning some fuel. <laughs> you're not going to be out. <laughs> okay, now on that note, so eventually this whole thing does start to break up. But what, we're about to, a week to 10 days out? Yeah, you know, I would say uh, a solid seven to eight days. Um the best analogy I can, I can tell you is that it's this high pressure ridge that's going to come in is kind of going to act like a dam um, and back everything up, all that weather we just talked about in the Pacific. But eventually the dam breaks. And when it breaks, things will start to change rapidly. But that is seven or eight days away from happening. Okay. So in the meantime, now when this does break, yeah, things will change up. And it's not going to, well, Don's going to be getting a lot of complaints from you people. But you're not ready to say exactly what that looks like yet. No, I, I can't tell you. I, I can tell you this. There will be a change from this very nice weather to colder, unsettled, and, mm. and likely wet weather. But I, if someone says, well, how much snow am I going to get next Saturday? I'll, mm. I'll tell them, yeah. stay tuned. That's it. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day from Day Weather. So, yeah, everybody around us, is. it's really been miserable weather around us. But where we are, we're just in a bubble of niceness. So off we go. To talk to Frank Campino over there in the icebox. So, Frank, I like it sometimes when people see something and they just have to respond to it. Something legit, but they have to respond to it, right? No. So here is... Mind your own business. Well, no, this is a telephone pole. Oh, well... And someone put a sign up that says mole catcher and their phone number. Mole, as an <clears throat> M-O-L-E? Yeah. Yes, as you want to get the moles out of your grass. Oh. She's a mole catcher. Okay. And here's his phone number. You can call him, and he'll go ahead and get rid of those moles for you. Well, that's so, very nice of him. Yes. How much does he charge? I, I don't know. You can call the number and find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, now. So, and how does he do that? I don't know. I would love to. I might just go ahead and hire him just to see how he does it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, does okay. he dig a, you know, grab a shovel or yeah. just, you know, well, see, is it like ice fishing? I, I don't know. Does he drop? Is it like, um, oh, what was that golf movie where they start dropping? Oh, like Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yeah. Is yeah. it like that? It may you know, be. blow up my backyard? I would pay to see that, you know, but okay. <laughs> Mole catcher. Underneath it, <laughs> somebody put frog juggler. Frog and they, juggler. <laughs> And a phone number. Maybe it's what? <laughs> maybe it's like a like a literally a whack-a-mole. Yes, yeah. Not to be outdone, somebody on the same pole put underneath that chicken whisperer <laughs> and a phone. Number. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I can't read the next one. It's squirrel something. And there's a 800 number there. Oh, it's so. toll free. There yeah. Okay. So, and I would bet none of the numbers are legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like I want to see the juggler, I, the frog juggler. I yeah. think I really would love to see that. Yeah, that that's a BR five four nine. Is that phone <laughs> yeah, number there? Yeah. So yeah, see, this is what I mean by someone put up a legitimate sign on a telephone pole. Hey, I will help you with your backyard mole problem. And then after that. 
you know, people with a sense of humor just started <laughs> showing up and sticking up their signs. To which, Frank, I approve because it shows that your neighborhood and, yes, even your town has a sense of humor. And they're engaged. And they are engaged with that, yeah. And and I don't want to see anybody from the city coming along and taking down the signs. Instead, I do like the sign from the city that says, post no signs. Right, yeah. But it's a sign. Yeah, it's a sign that says post no signs. Right. Women's college basketball from last night. The women cowgirls managed to survive Air Force and Laramie 66-63 to get to 6-1 in Mountain West play. 11-7 overall. Douglas High School grad Allison Furdy got 21 points. And she was 10 of 11 from the field. And UW also really productive from the free throw line going 19-22. Wasn't an easy game for the cowgirls, especially down the stretch. So give them some credit for showing some resolve in those last couple of minutes. Next up for UW ladies, a road game at Fresno State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboys will host number 24 Colorado State in another edition of the Border War on Saturday at 2 p.m. in Laramie. The Bokes were soundly beaten by San Diego State on the road back on Tuesday to drop to 3-3 and in Mountain West play 10-9 and overall. And the Cowboys really need to tighten the screws on defense. They allow 74 points a game, which is last in the league. They allow teams to shoot 45% from the floor, which is 10th out of 11th. They're last in the league in steals. Then on offense, they have, well, they, had, they have 280 turnovers. That's the most in the league. So CSU at home on Saturday, followed by a road game at Air Force on Tuesday. Our latest Wild Preps basketball poll is out for the high schoolers and 4A boys. Cheyenne Central number one, Laramie two, Natrona three, East four, Sarah to five. In 3A, Powell number one now, followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingo remains number one in 2A, Tongue River two, Wyoming Indian three, Wright four, and Upton five. Upton remains number one in 1A, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side, Cheyenne and he's rated number one in 4A, Cody 2, Campbell County 3, Sheridan 4, Laramie 5. In 3A, Douglas remains number one, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. Tongue River, Numero Uno in 2A with Wyoming Indian 2nd, Sundance 3rd, Lingo 4th, and Rocky Mountain 5th. And in 1A, Cokeville 1, Upton 2, Southeast 3, Little Snake River 4, and Burlington 5. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys. Natrona track guy Caden Lee is our winner as he cleared 6'10 in the high jump at the Gillette Indoor Meet over the weekend. That's 610 mark did exceed the existing state indoor record, but state records can only be broken at state meets. He also won the triple jump at that meet in Gillette, going 39 feet 7 inches. On the girls' side, the athlete of the week is Pinedale wrestler Mackenzie Mortensen, who uh, took first place in the Lander tournament over the weekend at 100 pounds. She's also the defending state champion at that weight. Nominations for the next Athlete of the Week award will be begin on Friday at 5 p.m. and go through Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or use the Wildpreps app to get started. Sometimes you talk about how high or far these people can jump, and yeah. I'm thinking, really? Oh, this 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 Caden Lee when he, he I watched it he, when he cleared six ten the place just oh, exploded. Real ah, oh, geez. People were like, yeah. how in the world do you even get up and over that high? You know, he's a t- he's a taller, lanky kind of not lanky, okay. but I mean, he's got some, you know. Some, I think you can relate to this, Frank. You know, when you're coming up from downstairs in this building. Yeah. And you skip every other step. Right. Don't you feel like a damn athlete? Pretty much. Yeah, you feel that's, like someone... That's the should... best I can do at this point. Yeah, yeah, if somebody can give you a medal for that, it can yeah. congratulate you. Because you're at your age and you skipped every, every this without spilling your coffee all the way up. Right. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. No, really, I, I want some recognition for that. Some local business, news time, weather forecast, open phones, wake up Wyoming.
8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. We're getting into the open phone thing. I'm going to do that in just a second. But first, hang on. Morning, Arnie. Arnie just sent me a note over the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you can do, by the way. The Wake Up Wyoming app is available to you. Free to download at your app store. A lot of things that you get with the app for free. One of them is when I'm on the air, hit the chat button. I get notes, I get pictures, I get links. From Arnie, a new study found that people who take their coffee black are more likely to exhibit psychopathic traits. And people who order a quad-shot, non-fat, vanilla, soy, extra foam, light whip with caramel drizzle are more likely to be their victims. (laughs) Well, Arnie, you're not wrong. Today's show is sponsored by Pretzel Flavored Mustard. Why eat the pretzel when you can just eat the mustard? Triple eight ninety seven Woods, a phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. I'm okay with that because this is the most dangerous time of everyday show. Now, most talk show hosts only give you open phones on Friday. With me, every day of the week, at some point, I open it up which means you can stop me right in the middle of something and change the subject if that's what you want to do. And vast majority of the time, I have no idea what you're going to talk about or what your name is. And the reason is not because, well, I could have that information, but Miss Mary often mistypes your name and forgets what you called about. <laughs> so I have no idea. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I'm going to go to New York, then down to the southern border, then the next story after that's back to Wyoming. Starting in New York. New York named best city in the world by Satanic Church. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I got a message from Miss Mary here. Hey, I probably get their names right 65% of the time. <laughs> I would say that that's an accurate number. <laughs> okay. But then to get their topic right, I would say the topic right is about 50% of the time, Mary. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mary's over there working on other things, and then you call, and it's interrupting her, and so she doesn't always get it right. Just to be, and she doesn't drink enough coffee, in my opinion. But all right, <clears throat> New York named best city in the world by Satanic Church. Isn't that just great? And doesn't it make sense? I wonder what they think of San Francisco. So the story says, before I get too carried away, the author says I should point out that the article is satire. Oh, damn. But at least it's partly satire. Big Apple was named best city in the world, not by the Church of Satan. They have yet to weigh in. Instead, Gotham had this honor bestowed on it by the media, a media company called Time Out, as reported by CNN. Uh, the city that's the main character of all your favorite TV shows, you know, Batman and so on. 
Perhaps no wonder the story says that the media company Time Out has named New York City as the best city of 2024. Time Out surveyed some 20,000 city dwellers across the world alongside its network of global writers and editors to compile the latest roundup of best cities on the globe. Factors including uh, food, agriculture, things, culture in general, things like that, you know. But when you get to a city like New York, which there are some great things in New York, but then again, cost of living, crime, uh, uh, various bodily fluids on the streets and sidewalks of every type, of every type, homelessness. Well, in fact, I'll give New York City this. Okay, let's say you're um, visiting New York and you find yourself needing to use the little tourist room. You have to go unload. You've been eating a lot. You know what I'm saying, right? I'm trying to be tactful here because people are eating breakfast. And you cannot find a facility, a toilet facility. That's okay. You're in New York, much like San Francisco. Just go wherever you want. So there you go. Okay? Okay. So now, uh, oh, Miss Mary's responded again. I also think some people tell me entirely different things. Now, that's true. When people call this program... A lot of times, and this happens quite a bit, they tell Miss Mary what they want to talk to me about because they're just trying to say whatever to get by her. Then they get on the air with me, and, and I find out what they really want to talk about. All right, so next story. You're going to love this. Congressional Democrats call for Biden to take control of Texas National Guard. Really? This is where the Supreme Court just ruled in a 5-4 decision that Texas has been trying to put up barbed wire to stop the flow of illegal immigration across their border, which is devastating, not just their cities, but small towns. So the Supreme Court said you can't do that. That wire has to come down. And so federal officials have been authorized to take the wire down. My answer to that is, that's okay. It's Texas. They have more barbed wire in Texas. But okay. Greg Abbott, I officially declared an invasion at our border because of Biden's policies. We deploy the Texas National Guard and local law enforcement. We are building a border wall, razor wire, and marine barriers. We're also repelling illegal immigrants. To that... The Democrats who want to stop this. And I don't know why they would want to stop this. When you think of the mess that's down there, I have no idea why they would want to stop what Greg Abbott's doing. But to that, well, okay, here are some Democrats who say, well, Biden can go ahead and seize control of the Texas National Guard and order them to whatever. So why don't you go ahead and do that, Biden? That way Abbott cannot uh, order his National Guard to repel people. Quote, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States uh, and, and Texas. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws, protect the states, including illegal immigration laws, on the books right now, Abbott's note reads. End Wokeness is a Twitter page. Dems in Congress calling on Biden to seize control of the Texas National Guard. I really don't think... He'll do it, but let's find out. Here's 
uh, congressman, the Democrat, Abbott is not defying a Supreme Court ruling. The court vacated an injunction against the federal government. It did not order Texas to do or not do anything. Oh, that's a Republican, excuse me. Okay, so we'll see how this plays out. But I really don't think that in this case, the Democrats, I honestly don't think that they'll be able to convince Biden to seize control of the National Guard. But, you know, this administration has been so weird up to now. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, right? 815, wake up. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 819 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Morning, DJ. She's up in Gillette. So, all right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. 888-97-WOODS. Before I get to the next story, I'm going to restore your faith in humanity just a little bit, all right? I love, I've seen this kind of thing before, and I absolutely love it. So there is this uh, workman, some workmen, out across the street from some house somewhere. And it's wintertime. It's cold out there. No snow on the ground, though. And they have a big backhoe going, digging a hole. And this little boy comes running out with his dump truck. And the toy dump truck is almost as big as he is. He's just a little kid. Not even kindergarten yet. And he goes running out with his dump truck toward the backhoe. And the workers, whoa, 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 whoa. And mom comes out, hey, hey, hey. But then you see the adults looking at each other going, yeah, let's do it. And they help the kids set up the dump truck. And the guy operating the shovel takes a scoop and goes over and expertly drops some dirt in the back of his dump truck, filling it up. And the kid is just going crazy. I mean, he's jumping up and down and screaming. Then uh, the operator of the shovel gets out and walks over and turns the truck and pushes it toward the kid and says hello to the kid. And I just absolutely made his day. I mean, absolutely made his day. Okay, so 888-97-WOODS, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Get a load of this story here. Oklahoma is where we're going to go next, right? An Oklahoma legislator proposes a law that would outlaw pornography. Now, some of you might think, yeah, well, good idea. Hang on a second. Back before this whole interweb thing, you know, this new technology stuff that all the kids are talking about, I'm sure it's just a passing fad. In order for you to witness pornography... You either had to go into town to the local theater, and everybody saw you walking in there. So, <laughs> Or go down to a store that sold the magazines and buy them. So if a lawmaker said, I want to outlaw this stuff in my state, right, in Oklahoma, it would be a bit easier to do because you just got to make sure there's no theaters, there's no bookstores, no magazine shops, stuff like that. Still, the stuff would get in clandestinely because there's really nothing they can do to stop it. It will get in clandestinely. This guy wants to do it in today's era, though. Exactly how does he plan to do that? I would like to know exactly what he plans to do. Think about today's modern technology. How in the world would you ban pornography today? There's not a whole lot you can do about it. All right, so... 
his plan to ban it in his state. I just I just don't see it happen. And I'm not going to read it on the air because I like to keep the show as PG-13 as possible. But he got a lot of reaction to this, and it's hysterical. On the very Internet that he wants to regulate, the Internet just let him have it. So now, let me take that same idea. Different topic. For you gun fanatics out there. You know, of course, today we have 3D printing. 3D printing, you can create just about anything with it. I've seen 3D printers, some that use a type of plastic polymer thing. There's other 3D printers where they're getting into metals and so on. There's all sorts of ways to 3D print. It's amazing what they're doing now. And lawmakers are worried that, well, you might 3D print a ghost gun. You can go ahead and make a gun that has no registration. You can, okay, I got, before we get into the 3D printing part, I got news for you. For those people who want to ban ghost guns. Anybody who wanted to make a ghost gun was already able to make it anytime they wanted. They didn't need 3D printing. Tim and Casper, and who defines pornography? See, there, let, me, let me take you way back, Tim, way back as to who defines pornography. Back in the 80s, the federal government had a commission, uh, from a congressional commission, the Mies Commission on Pornography. And they got a team of people together they actually did this to go around to different places and view pornography to see if it had any bad effect, harmful effect on humanity, right? And some of these people were religious leaders and so on. There's, it was a whole big you know, group of various different kinds of people. And that was their job was to go around and go to uh, theaters and bookstores and stuff like that. And the best they can do as a definition of what it was is, well, we can't exactly define it, but we know it when we see it. That's the best they could come up with as a definition of what pornography is. Now, I would say, Tim, don't ever ask a question like that and think that there is no answer. When you say, and who would define that, lawmakers would. There's your answer. If you want to know who defines what pornography is, the lawmakers would. Whatever their definition, they would come up with what the definition is. It would probably be lame, but they would come up with a definition. Back to the gun thing. So with today's, before today's technology, if somebody wanted to make a ghost gun, you could do it. You just need to have the tools to, but there are people who know how to forge their own weapons, and they will. With today's technology, it's so much easier. You don't have to be an expert in metal worksmanship or anything like that. All you got to do is put the right materials into a 3D printer and then feed into the printer, into the computer, make this. And the computer will just 3D print the pieces and then you assemble it and that's it. Now, so far, there are a couple of ghost guns out there, but they're, they're kind of lame. They, you know, nothing really spectacular, nothing you would want to go into war with, right? Pistols and so on, they're pretty much are one-time use, but they're getting better. But you can 3D print parts of guns. There's certain parts like receivers and so on that can be printed easily. So lawmakers have tried passing laws to ban the use of printers by banning the, uh, let's say, the online programs that you could buy. Download a program. Download the specs is probably a better way to put it. My 
argument has been all along, well, good luck with that, Congress. You can go ahead and try to pass that. But if somebody, and you can go ahead and make it illegal, but if somebody wants to get around it, they're going to get around it. So that's where we get back to what law is actually effective. I, I know the result that you want. Let's go back to prohibition of alcohol. How effective has that been? Or was that, I should say, way back then? Not really all that effective. All right. So for those people who are still in favor of keeping marijuana illegal, I get it. I understand what you're talking about. How effective has prohibition on marijuana or any other drug been? My point in all of this, I'm not advocating for or against anything. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm talking about is the ability of government to ban something not likely. All you end up doing is creating an underground market, which is why my favorite example, it's my favorite example because I made it up myself and I'm really proud of it. My favorite example of all time, if you went to New York City to buy cigarettes, you're going to find out that cigarettes are hard to find. They're the most expensive because they're highly taxed and they're the most regulated cigarettes in the country. So if you want to buy cigarettes that are outrageously expensive and outrageously regulated, go to New York City. Now, if you would like to buy cigarettes that are not regulated at all and are not taxed at all, go to New York City. Because the underground marketplace is booming. Tim and Casper again. My point is that when you start making a line, whether porn or guns, that line will always change. And I think you're absolutely right about that. And again, all it does in most cases, it, for the best of intentions, they end up just creating an underground market. In most cases, if you want to change people's behavior, just making it illegal is, in many cases, or taxing it or regulating it, about the worst way to go. In most cases, solving a problem has nothing to do with lawmakers passing a law. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones. 888-97, what's the number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject, fine by me. It's Wake Up Wyoming. The best talk show host in the state within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays at 6. 8.36 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, phone line's open, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So since I was talking about why a lot of the regulations that your government writes and laws don't work, it just ends up creating an underground economy, a lot of times... My thought is people are wanting with the best of intentions, like the plastic ban I told you about. If those who missed the story earlier, a city in New York, was it New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey, decided to ban those plastic bags you typically get from the grocery store. And what happened is plastic bag usage went up by over 300%. And if you're wondering how the city made everybody go out and start purchasing those bigger, you know, the, the one they call reusables, the bigger bags with the handles on them. 
which are typically made out of plastic materials. And people keep going out to grocery shopping, forgetting those bags, so they buy another one from the grocery store. They go shopping again, forget those bags. They're piling up at home. Then they wind up in the landfills. Plus, those things get moldy and horrific, uncleanable, so they wind up in landfills. So the best of intentions, and what did you wind up with? All right, so that's why I said earlier, cigarette laws. So a cigarette law in New York, the most highly regulated cigarettes in the country, the most highly taxed cigarettes in the country, and if you want to get untaxed, unregulated cigarettes, go to New York City because the underground market is absolutely booming. To that, let me see, Chris, laws only work when they reflect what the public wants. They don't work to change public behavior. Dead on. Absolutely right. Let's see, Chet is way down there in Yoder. And for those who don't know, go to Cheyenne and head east, and you'll bump into Yoder somewhere along the way. The guy from government is trying to help us again. Yes, he is. And the more he tries to help, the more he ruins not just your personal life, but even your business life with regulations. Example, let's go to the offices of Jenkins and the boss. Jenkins! Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, we seem to be having a little bit of trouble keeping up with all of these new government regulations. Every time I think we've got a handle on them, they just send us piles more. Yes, sir? Should I double the staff again? Uh, uh, no, I don't think we could afford that again. Uh, I have a better idea. Why does it always worry me when you say that? If we create our own bureaucracy, we can force the government bureaucrats to go through, thereby slow down the bureaucracy. Uh, sir, that is so stupid, it just might work. Yeah, so th that's what I was thinking. And might I say, sir, that it is my hope that I share my gel cell with you. Why, what a nice sentiment, Jenkins. Sir, I'd rather spend the next 20 years with a 68-year-old fool than as the girlfriend of a tattooed behemoth whose legal name is Skull. Um, I'm sure you'll want the top bunk. I'm sure you won't be able to climb up there. Good point. Okay, so on that note, I do have DJ up there in Gillette listening. Now, every time her husband and I created one of those gel Jenkins and the bosses. And if you don't know, I'm the voice of the boss, and John up in Gillette is the voice of Jenkins. So I'll write the bit, and we'll get together and record it. And we would pass it by his wife, DJ. And DJ absolutely hated one in particular, which told us that it was going to be great, which is why I'm going to... For Greg in Laramie, hang on, Greg, getting to you. I'm playing this one because it's the best Jenkins and the boss we ever did. And we knew it was going to be because DJ hated it. Sir, I was just in the bathroom, man. Jenkins, I've decided to take this workplace paperless. Paperless, sir? Uh, yes, I think we're behind the times on this. Well, yes, sir, but... We're going green. I got to save the planet, you know. Yes, sir. And besides, with today's technology, using paper just slows everything down. Yes, sir, so but... Why spend money on ink and paper, expensive coffee machines and... When everything can be done with the click of a mouse. Yes, sir, but I... But what, Jenkins? Sir, there's there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Well, uh, don't worry. There's an app for an that. An app, sir? No, come on now, Jenkins. Get with the times. An app uh, for your phone. See? Just touch the toilet paper app on my phone and... On your phone, sir? But well, you certainly can't use your iPad. I mean, that's a little big, don't you think? Especially, uh, well, not so big for Mural down in accounting. Have you seen her big keister? No, sir, I try not to look at her. I can't, uh, can't use your laptop. 
desktop with the flip screen. That's just too big and awkward. And forget the desktop tower. Can't go dragging that down the hall now, can you? No, sir, no, sir. So the iPhone it has to sir, be. Sir, I'm not so sure uh, what well, to use. Well, of course, for a little bud like yours, Jenkins, better get a Razor phone. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to the bathroom and finish what I started. Can you do that? Oh, and, and Jenkins. Yes, sir? Uh, while you're heading that way, uh, find out who's been picking leaves off of the plant down there. There's only two left. Two left? Ah, that should just about do it. Uh, do what, Jenkins? Not important, sir. I'll get right on it. This public service announcement is just a reminder that going green has consequences. You know, it really makes me nervous when I see that Greg is on the phone and wants to talk about pornography. I just... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and open up that can of worms, Greg. Go for it. Well, Mary did counsel me to make it make it clean. And, yes, right. and I am going to because... Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, when you brought up that story, I just happened to be reading the bills that are going to be proposed in Wyoming for mm -hmm. the upcoming session. Right. And we're going to have our chance uh, to talk about pornography as they, Wyoming is going to require that you um, submit your license <laughs> uh -huh. in order to look at pornography oh, I see. to prove that yes. you're not a minor. I said, okay. So it's yes. going to be. And how am I supposed to do that online? Well, hmm. you can submit your license online. I've had to do it before. Okay. Uh, so you just take pictures of it. Uh huh. Um, again, I. Wait a wait a wait a wait a We're talking picture ID. So someone wants to go look at like naked people doing naked people stuff <laughs> online, and they have to show a picture ID. This is going to go back. You know, I, I tell you what, Greg. You and I are going to go into business. We're going to start the fake ID business for pornography in Wyoming. No, well, <laughs> kids always find a way. They always but do, yeah. again, if you read the, the text of the ledger, you have to determine whether it's obscene. Yeah. So, again, the party of low regulations uh -huh. seemingly yeah. is going to add lots of regulations. And sure. maybe we're going to have a committee uh -huh. that people go in. Maybe we, we can get appointed to this committee hey. and decide what is obscene. What yeah, see, and then you and I have an excuse because we can say, it's okay, we're on a committee. <laughs> You know, well, here's, here's the deal. Greg. I think that's what they're looking for too. <laughs> yes, I do too. Yeah, but here, here's the deal, Drake. Whether we're talking left or right, I and I think you probably, if you want to be really honest, have noticed this too. Both sides are guilty of trying to overregulate their morality on the general public, and both sides need to just stop it. Well, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of. Ending the war on naturally occurring plants, as mm -hmm. you, but yes. my side doesn't even want to entertain that because, again, a lot of people don't have the same experiences or understanding yeah. of those particular issues. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's going to okay. be a fun session, Glenn. I, as, I look I'm going to have a great time yours. with it, and if you and I can get appointed to that committee, the sooner the better. I'll get with you on making those uh, driver's licenses to show online. <laughs> All right, thank okay. you, Greg. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. I, well, you look, there's a money making opportunity out there, like, like Greg just said. And when minors want to go to a liquor store or want to go buy cigarettes, do they have fake ID? So if somebody actually proposed legislation that, uh, well, you just got to prove that you're above a certain age, how online do you plan to do that? Oh, no, I'll sit here and wait while you go ahead and figure that out. You know how people are using pronouns these days, like she, him, her, them, theirs? Uh, I want you to start using adjectives when you address me, like spectacular, outstanding, phenomenal, 
audacious. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 8.48's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, uh, some people like to sit at home and play various kinds of video games, right? Oh, over yeah. and over again. Yeah, They're, well, they're I mean, more, they're more advanced than they were. Oh, yeah. There's some incredible stuff out there, which I got to admit really sparks the imagination yeah. and gets the mind thinking. Then there are some, okay, um, you're not going to believe me. Imagine a reality game where the whole goal is to clean your house. <laughs> this is some kind of, uh, this, yeah. you know, ploy. Yeah, I see now that, you, that moms the moms designed the I, game. I don't know. See now they, you, they designed the game and they uh -huh. bought the kids the yes. game. And say, hey, I got you a new video game. Well, now think about this. Before we had this new interweb thing, all the kids are talking about. I'm sure it's a passing thing. Yeah, yeah. They had things like remember you used to you your parents probably got you like that little toy lawnmower. Yeah, I had one of those. Okay, yeah. and then there were little toy vacuum cleaner things. Oh, I didn't and so get one on. of those. No. Yeah. Okay. So, but there were all sorts of. Uh, for there were also little toy kitchens where you, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. cook and yeah, so yeah, on yeah. And, and do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they were trying to indoctrinate us then into adulthood. Yeah. Now they do home it economics virtually. is what it was called. Yes. Now they do it virtually. So here's a game where you can. I'm not kidding, Frank. You can actually virtually, you put on a VR headset, oh. it looks like you're in a real house, <laughs> no. and you vacuum. Why don't you, if they really want that, uh -huh. they can come to my house yes. and really vacuum. See? Without the VFR and everything, and get a real life experience. I don't know why people don't do that. I had a friend of mine. See, my family's got a cabin in the Carolina mountains, and I would come home every day from work. I lived there for a couple of years, and I would chop wood because I had a wood stove yeah. and a fireplace, right? Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine who lived just up the road on the mountain was going to the gym, and I said, "I tell you what, save the money on the gym." I will hand you the axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best workout That's you'll have best. all day. Yeah, in fact, rather than spending money on a video game to clean your house, yeah. you could join a profession. It's called a maid, where you can get paid to do this. To yeah. do this. See now how this works? So why, why, I mean, VR headsets are expensive. These video games are expensive. Frank, why not do it for real and make money off it? I, that's what I say, absolutely. YOPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys. Natronis track athlete, Caden uh, Lee, is our winner. He cleared 6'10 in the high jump at the Gillette Indoor Meet over the weekend. That 6'10 mark did exceed the existing state indoor record for that event, but state records can only be broken in state meets. He also won the triple jump at that meet in Gillette, going 39 feet, 7 inches on the girls' side. Our Wild Preps Athlete of the Week there is Pinedale wrestler Mackenzie Mortensen, who took first in the Lander Tournament over the weekend at 100 pounds. She's also the defending state champion at that weight. Nominations for the next Athlete of the Week award will begin on Friday at 5 p.m. and go through Monday at 9. Log on to wildpreps.com or use the Wild Preps app to get started. Women's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowgirls survived to Air Force in Laramie 66-63. They're 6-1 in Mountain West Conference play, 11-7 overall. Douglas High School grad Alex.
Allison Ferdy had 21 points on 10 of 11 from the field. UW was also really productive from the free throw line, going 19 of 22. It wasn't an easy game for the Cowgirls, especially down the stretch, so I'll give them credit for showing a lot of resolve. Next up for the UW ladies, a road game at Fresno State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboys will host number 24 Colorado State in another edition of the Border War on Saturday at 2 p.m. in Larry. Folks were soundly beaten by San Diego State on the road back on Tuesday to drop to 3-3 in Mountain West Play, 10-9 overall, and the Cowboys really need to tighten the screws on defense. They allow 74 points a game. That is last of the Mountain West Golfers. They allow teams to shoot 45% from the floor. That's 10th out of 11 teams, and they're last in the league in steals. Plus, on offense, they've turned the ball over 280 times. That's the most in the league. CSU at home on Saturday, followed by a road game at Air Force on Tuesday. Our WildPreps.com high school basketball poll is out in 4A boys. Cheyenne Central remains number one, Laramie two, Natrona three, East four, and Sheridan five, and 3A Powell now number one, followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingo remains number one in 2A, Tongue River second, Wyoming Indian third, Wright fourth, and Bighorn fifth. Upton remains number one in 1A, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side in 4A, Cheyenne East rated number one this week, Cody two, Campbell County three, Sheridan four, Laramie five. Douglas remains number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. Tongue River is still numero uno in 2A with Wyoming Indian second, Sundance third, Lingo fourth, and Rocky Mountain fifth. And in 1A, Cokeville one, Upton two, Southeast three, Little Snake River four, and Burlington five. And that's it in sports. Okay, so that young man who did the high jump here in Wyoming there, how, how high was that? It's 6'10". Okay, uh, the world's record is eight foot one quarter. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how people do that. Jeez, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Look, hey, Frank, just uh, last commercial break, I stood up from this chair yeah. without making old people noises. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Gold okay. medal to you. Yeah. This, let's see these young pups do that yeah. when they get our age. All right. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And then we're going to get into national news, local news, weather forecast. Open phones continue. I got different topics besides what we've been talking about this last past hour. But you can always change the subject. Drag me back. Fine by me. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with it. Today's show is sponsored by Pretzel Flavored Mustard. Why eat the pretzel when you can just eat the mustard? I just pop that cap open and go for it there. Uh, Mary, if Tony is still there, I can go ahead and take him. I don't see him on my line over here. Other than that, with the rest of your triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number, and at any time you can change this up. That's what I do every time at this day. A lot of hosts just do it at the uh, on Friday. I'll do it at any time during the course of the day. As soon as I get done talking about what I want to talk about, Tony Locke is on the phone. Property taxes, big issue, of course, this legislative session. Morning, Tony. Good morning. How you doing today? Alive and kicking. So, what you got for me? Absolutely. So I just wanted to kind of get the word out. Um, I'm having a town hall this evening 
um, at the uh, Game and Fish building out there at 330, uh, 330 Energy Lane out there on uh, off of 220 on the river out there. And we're going to talk a little bit about the budget session coming up, trying to just get, get some initial information into people's hands. And as you know, property taxes are a hot topic, so we're going to have a little discussion on some of the property tax bills that are coming and just have a little Q&A for the people. A couple of other representatives are going to be there with me, and I just wanted to get the word out and let people know they can come. It'll be at 6 o'clock. And so people were wondering, he's talking about Casper area, but if you're from around Casper in Toronto County and so on, come on in anyway and be part of this. Do you have a particular favorite out of the property tax proposals that have been offered up so far? Well, I I do. Uh, I'm bringing a bill as well, and, uh, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about that one and maybe how it differs compared to some of the others. And I'll hit some of them that are out there and talk about some of the pros and cons that are coming out there to maybe give people a little bit better feel for what some of the options may be. Okay. It's not going to be easy to get anything through, I know, because there's a lot that has to change about Wyoming law. And in some of these bills that I've seen, maybe even the Wyoming Constitution in order to get something passed. Yes. There there, there actually is a constitutional amendment that is actually coming through from the revenue committee that we were able to pass through. Now, again, you're exactly right. How many of these actually make it to the floor for discussion? It's a bit more complicated because they all have to pass through with a two-thirds vote, so it's a little bit more complicated. All right. So let's get people to the meeting tonight. Now, again, he's talking about the Casper area, but if you're within driving distance, go ahead. So they need to be where, when? So uh, the the meeting is at uh, the Game and Fish building there in Natrona, here in Natrona County on uh, 330 Energy Lane, right out there, kind of across from the West Walmart out there out on the river. And um, the meeting starts at 6 o'clock. You kind of come in the back door. You'll see all the cars there. And um, it's not a huge room, but um, we'll accommodate as many as we can, and I look forward to meeting you folks everyone that wants to attend we'd love to have you um there's more information on my website at lock4yo.com so l-o-c-k-e-f-o-r-w-y-o.com or you can go to tony lock for wyoming on facebook and the meeting information is there as well so it sounds like a secret backdoor meeting about changing the tax code god it sounds perfect Yeah, if you think about it that way, you know. All right, Tony, thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Get a load of this, and and this has to do with what he's talking about. So, property taxes, Wyoming, through the roof, right? And it has to do with a lot of people moving into the state because, well, we don't have a state income tax here. If they're worth a lot of money. Then come to Wyoming, and this is a good place, a safe place to be. To protect your money. Unfortunately, when someone comes into an average community and either buys or builds a really expensive home or buys it overpriced, it affects all of your taxes. Let's go to Lander real quick because it's starting to spread out from Lander. I know people up in Sheridan and Buffalo are experiencing this too. Definitely, Cody. Story from Cowboy State Daily. It takes a... Well, it takes, let's see, Rich is his name, about 30 minutes to drive to his day job each day from Lander. 
That's how far he has to commute to get away from the taxes and from the high prices. The two communities just 24 miles apart. World of difference in their real estate prices and therefore their property taxes. And prices in one community keep going up. He said, we're looking online for homes. We had been for about a week. We came up to visit, and I think uh, we were looking at two homes. One was under contract for three days after it showed up, uh, and about a day after we looked at it, it, well, everything else was out of our price range. In other words, hey, maybe we'll buy that one, and suddenly the price is shot through the roof. The one fixer-upper they looked at in Lander needed a lot more work than they were comfortable with, so they started looking in Riverton instead. There they found three times as many properties within their price range. He said, our experience in Riverton, we look at a home online and we contact a realtor up there and, you know, we, we go back to take a look at it. They had to keep driving back and forth. So, okay, they are happy with the property. But Lander has been getting pricier and pricier. Now, I like Lander. They got a real cool airport there. I like that. It's up on a... That's a whole different story. And then some nice restaurants in downtown area. They got a good museum. It's a cute little town, a lot of nice houses. And man, the view of the mountains, incredible. I mean, just, it's an amazingly beautiful place. And that's why those prices keep going up. Because those who can't afford something like, let's say, a Cody or a Jackson Hole are looking for other places, so they've landed in Lander. Quote, Lander has always been about $100,000 more expensive than Riverton. Realtor.com, meanwhile, shows about a $40,000 price difference now between Lander and Riverton. But it can, it can go way up from there, up to like, uh, let's say, one place has a home for $315,000. Take $100,000 off, you're in the other community. So you know what it does for the taxes there. Now, what about the people who've lived in one of those communities all their lives and have enjoyed a certain standard of living, then all of a sudden their property taxes go through the roof? And those of you who are living in, well, let's go way down south. You know, we we can go to Cheyenne, but let's go way west of there and start looking at homes and prices. And we find out, especially around the University of Wyoming, things have shot up quite a bit there price-wise, and especially when it comes to, well, some people have called this program and said that their taxes have gone up to about, Let's say 50% of what when they originally, more than when they originally purchased their home. And they don't see any new services coming from their county government after the prices have gone up. But it's all because of what people are spending to buy a home. Everything just shoots through the roof. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. <laughs> off that tin hat. You'll need it for this one. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Available on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Nine twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I've been doing a lot of screwing around this morning. There's been fun topics, but hold on. Stop the music and everything. This is on a real serious note. And thank you, Sharon. She's down in Lovell, Colorado. And she just sent me this note. Sharon, I didn't know this. And I know the guy really well. Well, pretty well, anyway. Uh, Senator John Barrasso's wife uh, just died. And he made the announcement on Thursday 
Now, his wife, Bobby, had a two-year battle with a type of brain cancer. And the last time I ran into Senator Barrasso, I was at the airport in Casper, Wyoming. I was flying into Casper after coming back from Florida, and I heard a voice further back in the plane, and I knew his voice. And I, oh, John's on the plane. Okay. So after we, after I got off the plane, I stood there and waited for him. We struck up a conversation while waiting for our luggage to come around on the turnstile. And we talked about a lot of different things. But at some point, I had to ask, how's Bobby? And it, you, you can see the pain. They've been married for a good long time. And there's just no, it's one of those situations where there's just no hope for that, which I can relate to because, as you know, I home-cured my dad through Alzheimer's for six years. It was just me and him at home with no going out. And there's no happy ending to that. And that's what he was basically telling me about, that his wife, Bobby, had been battling this for two years. And he finally had to go ahead and put her in a place where she could get uh, 24-hour care. So he kept working. That was not just his wishes, but her wishes. It kept working. Uh, but would stay with her as, as much as he possibly could. So uh, he just announced yesterday, Senator Barrasso did, that Bobby had died uh, on Thursday after her two-year battle with brain cancer. I oftentimes, just so you know, have disagreements with people. Senator Barrasso and I don't agree on everything. But if you get him out of... Senator Barrasso mode and just sit down and talk to John, you would like the guy. The same thing goes with our current governor. You know, I've I've known our current governor for before he was governor. And then after he became governor, I don't get to see him as much. He's usually in governor mode when I do see him. But if you have a chance just to sit down and talk with him, just as a person, you find out that Mark, not Mark Gordon, not Governor Mark Gordon, but just Mark is a really decent guy that you would enjoy knowing. So there's a lot of these people that on a personal level, I have a lot of disagreements with them politically. But personally, I don't have a problem with these people. And I do enjoy the time. And hang on there, Bonnie, I'm coming to you. I, the, last time, I, well, the first, I should say the first time I ran into John Barrasso outside of this studio, I was at the grocery store. And I'm doing the self-checkout thing. And I looked over and I said, John? And there he is standing at the self-checkout next to me. And we struck up a conversation. Next you know, there's some little old lady yelling at us because we're holding up the line. Yeah. But So we stepped aside and continued talking for a while. And again, you get these people out of their official mode and just get to know them. And you will like them. So I just sent Senator Barrasso a text message with my condolences for his wife. Because I know going through that was uh, a long haul for both of them. Bonnie's in Laramie. Morning, Bonnie. Good morning, Glenn. I hope you're having a good day. And I was very sad to hear about Bobby Barrasso. I did not know that. I didn't know that until I just got a note from our friend Sharon down in Lovell, Colorado, that she saw it on Fox News. But okay. So what well, we wanted to I talk wanted about to... taxes, right? Well, the property tax dilemma is very complex. The property taxes fund each individual county. Hmm. I would encourage yourself and listeners to review their county's budgets to identify which items could be reduced or eliminated. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about reducing the size of government to start with? I'm asking that people look at the budgets and see okay. what they feel is unnecessary and 
how this could be um, minimized mm-hmm. and keep the services that we have available. Okay. It is worth looking at because there's going to be a lot of ideas thrown out there, and some of them are complex. So there's a lot of legislation. They tried last year, and they weren't able to do it. They're going to try again this year. Let's see how far they get with it. All right. Thank okay. You. Thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate the call. Now, when it comes to, here's the deal with uh, cutting your property tax. She's right. This is what does fund your county. Now, I do agree with some people who are in Laramie who have called this program. Well, my taxes have gone up about 15% in Laramie. About 50%. And I didn't get any extra services out of that. What? Okay, well, if the county is getting that much more in taxes because prices skyrocketed, then can they just reduce that and keep the services they had before? That's an interesting question. There is one tax proposal out there that would only reduce the rates on homes, not businesses. There's a lot to look at here percentage-wise. Rose is in Casper. Hello, Rose. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Very good. What you got? Well, we got the couple of bills that Tony was talking about. There's the fourth separate class constitutional amendment that is supposed to appear on the next ballot. The problem with that bill is that if they reduce the state-level assessment of 9.5%, then there's nothing that says that they can't... What, what, the, what they'll end up doing is that'll apply to your residential property, your house. Okay. But it, if, you have, if you live in a multiplex or you have apartment buildings or something of that nature, the additional housing or you have rental housing, those other houses will be considered commercial mm-hmm. and they can increase that level of assessment. Okay. So the state still wins. Now they've got this other bill. Uh, Steve Harshman and uh, Barry Crago have come up with it and or sponsored it, uh, House Bill 0045. And they're proposing a 5% cap, but it's open-ended. It doesn't say whether that's just going to be for one year or it's going to be in perpetuity or what. So it might save us for a year. But on the other other end of that, um, that's only good for the residential property as well. So there's nothing to uh, and it and it says for a portion of the residential. Mm-hmm. So it it's not saying anything about your garage, your land, or anything. Right. So they 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 take the same pig. They can only come at this from one direction, and they take that same pig and dress it up in a different clothes and try to call it something else. Yeah. I was waiting for That's the lipstick. That's why I'm pushing I, 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 the ballot initiative so hard. Yeah, I was waiting for the lipstick analogy on that, but you never got to it. <laughs> That's what I got you yeah, for. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I'm glad I could do my part in that. <laughs> no, this stuff is really complicated, but I also think just the way I've been complaining about this for many years, just the way they assess your property. Rose, you've experienced this. I know that Judy has. They show up at, on your property to assess how much they think it's worth. Boy, what a complicated system that is. They need to come up with something better. It is. And that's that's the other part of it. And there's a factor in there that on that fourth separate class that they can change the neighborhood assessment. They can change that value and it can still go up. There's nothing that there's nothing to prevent that from happening either. Okay. So for the people that are afraid that schools are gonna lose funding and everything, what people should keep in mind first and foremost is that most of that budget goes to the school itself. It's mm. for maintenance, it's for it's for the school, it's not for an education. Right. So I think schools could cut back and be more prudent with their spending. All right. And this ballot initiative for people that are afraid that that's it's going to be a done deal, whatever. It's sign it, 
And it gives us the power of the vote. If we get it on the ballot, then we can make up our minds if it's the best solution. All right. Thank you, Rose. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of this news time. Right after news update on your weather forecast, another segment of Open Phones, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. It's Wake Up Wyoming. In Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.30 or 6 at times. Wake up Wyoming. All right. Still got time to get in if you want. 888-97-WOODS. Phone number is 888-97-WOODS. And thanks for the great calls, by the way. It really makes the show happen. I mean, And I really do mean that. I do enjoy, believe it or not... On those days where I get to go for the whole four hours there, and it's just me having a good time here. But when you guys get involved between whether you're texting me or calling in, I mean, that just really adds a whole nother dimension to it. really makes the show. So, okay. Let's go back to gas stoves for just a minute. Because I had an update on this earlier this week, and I've been trying to get to this. Headline is, Biden's pointless war on appliances hits a snag. The Biden administration took major action 2022, says the story, to show it meant business in its war that had been quietly behind the scenes. Remember, they told you, we're not trying to get rid of your gas stoves. Yes, they are. The action was not related to anything like the war in Afghanistan or Ukraine or anything like that. In January of the end of the year, the Energy Department finalized a rule. Now, you know what? how I hate rules. Rules are laws written by bureaucrats, and bureaucrats are not supposed to be writing law. To restore efficiency standards for consumer appliances. Now, here again, when the government talks about efficiency standards, we know everything gets less efficient. Residential dishwashers, dryers, all that kind of stuff. So, okay. It seems that it has hit a snag as far as the whole rulemaking process for anything that runs on natural gas, from your dishwasher to dryers to washing machines. My home is heated on natural gas. At this time, they're not getting the rule through the process, and it has a lot to do with the court systems and states objecting as well. Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Glenn. I uh, got a bit of frog in the throat, but <clears throat> quick question. Why should the value of somebody else's house affect the value of my house? Right. Objectively. Yeah. Not what some bureaucrat says, or apology. Yeah. Objectively, why should my house be affected by another house? Okay. Especially I'm... a house that may be five or six miles away. Yeah, yeah. Or, for that matter, what if uh, your house is just a dump compared to the one that, you know, by comparison yeah. anyway. But I do know, now let, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate with you. You're in a neighborhood, okay. and in that neighborhood, homes tend to hold a certain value, an overall value from the neighborhood. Then you get that one slobby neighbor in who's got cars up on blocks in his front yard, doesn't mow his lawn. Doesn't he make potential buyers look at the neighborhood and go, no, this place is going downhill. No, I'm not going to spend mm -hmm. that much on a house. And it reduces everybody's property values. Yeah. Okay. 
but I'm just wondering, what's an objective reason yeah. <clears throat> why your house should affect my house or my house affects right. somebody else? Yeah. Especially like here in Laramie, the expensive houses are six miles from where I live. Mm-hmm. Why should that affect my house? Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not in your neighborhood is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, I do like the idea, although I want to hear more of it. What if you just pay taxes on what you bought your house for, not what they think you might sell your house for? Because a lot of times the assessed value has nothing to do with reality. That's true. And I would, I, I think based on the taxes on by what I paid, that'd be a free market solution rather than a government. I mean, government can raise the tax, government can set a budget. And we're going to raise the taxes to meet that budget rather than mm. live within our means. Yeah. In general, I would like to see the government, and I don't know the answer to this, but come up with a whole different way of taxing things in the first place. You know me, I would come, I would get rid of yeah. the federal income tax. There's <laughs> other ways to do that that would be a whole lot better. And even when, I know we have to spend some money on things. We need roads. We need police. We need a fire no, you're department. Right. You know, things like that. But how much government is, that? first and foremost, how much government do we need? I think needs to be greatly reduced. And then how exactly. we collect that taxes, uh, you know, I like the idea of not having a property tax, but then you do have to ask yourself, so then what do you replace it with? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, it's the matter then of cutting government. Look at what government, what government should just protect life, liberty, property. Yeah. And then <clears throat> everything else should be private sector or private organizations. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. Feel better. That's Kent in Cheyenne is called a wealth tax. Yeah. Well, which one are you talking about, though, the wealth tax? Are you talking about the property tax or the income tax? Because I think the income tax would be. If you want to see something I better that I would like on a federal level, look up something, fairtax.org. That's fairtax.org. And it'll give you a better idea that we can get rid of the federal income tax and go to something. I think that would be a whole lot better than that. Although whenever it's been seriously brought up in Congress, it's misrepresented as to what it would actually be. But for those people who say, I would like to get rid of the property tax, and here's their logic as. So you've paid for your house. You've paid for your house in full, right? But you keep paying a property tax. And if you fail to pay the property tax, who ends up owning that house? Not you. Uh, you're your local government does. So was that ever you, really your house or were you just paying rent on it to the local government? That's the argument that people use. Not my argument. That's the argument people use. So then I hear, well, let's get rid of the property tax. Okay, fine. But there's still certain things that we do need to fund. As more of the libertarian guy, I'd like to get rid of most everything that government is currently doing. But there are some things that we do want and do need. So if you got rid of the property tax, you would fund it how? I think first and foremost, how much government should we really have? That's We do that first, and then we work out how to raise the money for that second. And that's where I agree with Mike. Most things would be up to the private sector. 942, wake up, Wyoming. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, and you're pretty good at this, and I can respect that. Admit it, you were hoping somebody would... News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-two. 
the apes of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, need your help with a little something. All right, here we go. I tossed uh, this up this morning, but I don't think I did good enough. I was looking for things that are only normal in Wyoming. Only normal in Wyoming. So, one, uh, isolation. Because when you live on the East Coast or the West Coast, there's people all over the place. I mean, there's more people in a square mile than there is in all of Wyoming. So we're sparse. Yes, yeah, so we're sparse. So people come out here and, the hell are you doing way out here? No, no, no. The people from the big cities come out here to get away from it all. Do they? And, no. then, and then people from Wyoming go to vac- on vacations where all the people are. the big cities are. That No, you're right about that. But I do have people who come out here and they look and go, why is that house way out there? And how does that town only have 15 people? What do you do with yourself? They don't understand. And the idea is we didn't want to do what you were doing. That's why we're way out here. Right. Okay. I did notice that not only is there a bit of a culture shock with, uh, you know, people carrying guns, but if you're going to go ahead and do a charity event to raise money, you have to auction off a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And some, I mean, that that's the norm, is that, it not? That is, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Riding horses as a profession is still done out here. And I don't just mean rodeo. Oh, no, they, 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 you know, herd livestock. Sure. I think they do more of it now on on four-wheelers. Yes. But I have seen it on horseback, too. Oh, I see it all the time. I see people out there. There's certain places that they're not going to get unless they have a horse. And they have animals out there. And so they got to go take care of them. And, yeah, that's a real thing. Okay. Big vehicles like pickup trucks and SUVs with massive jacked-up tires and four-wheel drives in some places in Wyoming, it's not a fashion statement. It's a necessity. Except that when you go through the drive-thru, you can't even be heard. True. They they have to turn the motor off. Okay, number three. But even doesn't matter what time of the year you're talking here, there's somebody... Who needs some big honking vehicle like that? Oh, yeah, but it's good uh, for yeah. snow, mud, Ice, dirt, mud, yep, everything, yep. yeah. Okay, uh, next one. Dressing, you know, Western style is very little about fashion, and it's more about just living in the elements. Well, yeah, you work in the dirt. Yeah, well, I, you step outside. Even if you worked inside, you got to step outside to get back into your vehicle over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I well, see a lot of people wearing things that uh, they're not trying to look Western. They're trying to stay warm. warm. Yeah, it's out of necessity, of course. Our latest WyoPreps.com high school basketball poll is out in 4A. Cheyenne Central rated number one this week again. Laramie 2, Natrona 3, East 4, and Sheridan 5. And 3A, Powell is now number one, followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingle before Laramie remains number one in 2A. Tongue River 2nd, Wyoming Indian 3rd, Rife 4th, and Bighorn 5th. Upton number one in 1A, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side, Cheyenne East rated number one this week. Cody 2nd, Campbell County 3rd, Sheridan 4th, and Laramie 5th in the 4A ranks. Over in 3A, Douglas remains number 1, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. Tongue River still numero uno in 2A with Wyoming Indian 2nd, Sundance 3rd, Lingo 4th, and Rocky Mountain 5th. And in 1A, Cokeville 1, Upton 2, Southeast 3, Little Snake River 4, and Burlington 5. Women's college hoops from last night. The Wyoming Cowgirls survived the Air Force narrowly in Laramie. 66-63, so they have won 6 of 7 games in Mountain West Conference play. They're 11-7 and 7 overall. Douglas High School 
Red. Allison Ferdig led the way with 21. She was 10 of 11 from the field. And UW also really productive at the free throw line, going 19 of 22. This wasn't exactly an easy game for the Cowgirls, especially down the stretch, so give them some credit for showing some resolve. Next up for the UW ladies, a road game at Fresno State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host number 24 Colorado State in another edition of the Border War on Saturday at 2 p.m. in Larry. Pokes were soundly beaten by San Diego State on the road back on Tuesday, so they're 3 up and 3 down in Mountain West play and 10 and 9 overall. And the Cowboys really need to tighten the screws on defense. They allow 74 points a game that is last in the league. They allow teams to shoot 45% from the floor, which is 10th out of 11 teams, and they're last in the league in steals. And their turnover count of 280 is the most in the league. Hmm. So CSU at home on Saturday, followed by a road game at Air Force on Tuesday. And our wildpreps.com athletes of the week have been announced for the boys. The Trona track star Caden Lee is our winner. He cleared 6'10 in the high jump at the Gillette Indoor Meet over the weekend. That 6'10 mark did exceed the existing indoor state record, but state records can only be broken at state meets. He also won the triple jump going 39-7. And on the girls' side, the athlete of the week is Pinedale wrestler Mackenzie Mortensen, who took first place at the Lander Tournament over the weekend at 100 pounds. She's also the defending state champion at that weight. Nominations for next week's Athlete of the Week award will begin on Friday at 5 p.m. and go through Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or use the Wildpreps app to get started. And that's it in sports. So I was just thinking as you were naming off some of those towns, I need to do a post for people that let people out of state know that the name of a town or a place in Wyoming may or may not relate to what you think. Cokeville has nothing to do, do with, with Coke. cocaine no. or Coca-Cola. And no, yeah. no, no. But no, on not the other all. hand, Dead Horse Creek probably has a, a, has a dead horse somewhere. Or it did at some point. There was someone found a dead horse in there, and so they decided to name it Dead Horse. And, and, and Aladdin has nothing to do with the genie in a bottle. Absolutely nothing to do at all. See, I got to go ahead and write this up. This makes a whole lot of sense here, and you, you will be amazed to find out how they got chug water. When you, I've, you've heard that one, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, um, D- drinking a lot of water from no, the, no, uh, no. I, you know, I'll tell you another time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it really is an interesting story. Of how did they got the name Chug Water? But someone from out of state would go, "Why?" And yeah, thank you, friend. Coming up on some local business news time after that. Let's wake up, Wyoming.